0: Medicare Podcast Nation. This is Christian Brindle. Wherever you are and however you might be listening, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, where every single week we bring you three podcast episodes where we discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. Thanks so much for joining me today, folks. And I have said it before and I will say it again. I have made it a point on this podcast to talk about my life, to talk about my personal life, to be incredibly transparent and honest with you, my audience, okay? And I'm completely fine with that. That is something that I think makes the show as appealing and attractive as it is, because it's not just a show about Medicare. It's a legitimate, interesting um, show, You know, I think it's something that we can take a very, very boring topic, break it down, present it in a way, talk about it three times a week, week in and week out for years at a time, and we can find a way to make it interesting, which is by no means an easy feat. That being said, I've made it very clear that I don't ever want to discuss politics on this show. However, when the politics coincide with the topic of the podcast, which is Medicare, I'm kind of forced to talk about it. We've done a couple of episodes where we've kind of brushed on this a little bit. Um, I know some of you don't like it. I know some of you get angry with me and angry with my organization when we talk about these topics. And I apologize in advance, but there are a lot of people that need to be kept up to speed with what is developing in our government that can affect Medicare. As much as I don't want to talk about it, I can't really ignore it. Because if something were to happen legislation-wise, it could change everything for all of us when it comes to our health insurance and our health care. Pretty dramatically. Now, whether you think it would be a good change or a bad change is a different story and a different topic for another day, but I'm going to tell you what I think about it. And I think I've been pretty open and honest and transparent with how i feel about it without really getting too political with it but what i'm talking about today is an article that came out from Forbes came out on the 1st of the year entitled medicare for all could die in 2020 as pri- as private insurers add seniors okay So before I get into it, there's a lot of misconceptions and confusion about what the proposed Medicare for all bill could be. Now, depending on the presidential candidate, you may have heard him talk about it. It's slightly different from one area of the spectrum to another, but they call it Medicare for all, but it has nothing to do with Medicare. Medicare is for retired people, age 65 and older. In the government. Okay. Medicare is something where it's insurance to cover them to go to private hospitals, private doctors, private facilities of their choosing, and kind of puts the power in their hands with their health care. It's basically like government-provided health insurance. We all know this. There's no secret there. Medicare for all cannot be further from that. What Medicare for all the proposed change will be is it will be a single payer system, similar to a Canada, similar to uh, what's the one that they're always talking about, uh, Sweden, what a laugh that is, um, Europe, and essentially, folks, the way that it works is they provide free health care to every single Citizen in the country and it doesn't cost anything and it does away with the big bad evil insurance companies and the government provides facilities, I guess that's how it would work that are government employed hospitals and that kind of stuff, similar to VA hospitals and things like that or Indian reserve facilities, things like that basically government ran facilities. And it doesn't cost the people anything. Sounds great, doesn't it? Not exactly. In every country this has ever been done, and the and the one country that people always bring up to me as an example, they're like, well, look at Sweden. If they can do it, why can't we do it? They have a great healthcare system. Wrong. Sweden has the same problems that's everywhere. Same problems in Canada, the same problems in Europe. And I'm just telling it like it is. This isn't political. I'm not a Republican, and I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a tremendously political person, but we have to be honest about facts, okay? And all of this is stuff that you can Google search if you don't believe me. But let's look at Sweden for a second. Let's dissect their system. The average tax rate in Sweden for an average citizen is anywhere between 50 to 60% tax rate. 50 to 60%. 50 to 60%. The average tax rate, sometimes it can be more. There's no such thing as free, folks. A single-payer system basically taxes the bejeebus out of the citizens and builds it on the back of us, which if you look at it, the hilarious thing about it to people that don't understand this, if you look at it, you take your income. They tax 50 to 60% of it. I guarantee you the increased taxation that you'd pay would be a hell of a lot higher than any premium that you're paying right now. So you're going to pay for it, actually pay more for it than you're paying now in most cases. Maybe there's a couple exceptions to that, but not many. That's number one. Number two, when I did an episode about this, Early in the year, in 2019, I got a lot of pushback. I'm sorry to bring it up again. I'm trying to talk about it as little as possible, but as the election gets closer, I don't have a choice but to touch on it at least a little bit. And everyone wants to know what I think about it, so why not just tell you? But anyway, in this episode I did in 2019, early 2019, about this called Medicare for All and Why Would Be a Disaster, or something like that, one of our earlier episodes, I talked about how... In a year's time, about 60,000 Canadian citizens who have access to single-payer free healthcare come to our country on a yearly basis on average to get operations done. Why would they do that? It's free. I thought they had this wonderful single-payer system. Wrong. A single-payer system and everywhere that does it is very, very similar to how a VA facility would be run here. Some people like them but most don't. It's completely government-ran. It'd be like the DMV, folks. Think about every place that is government-ran and government-controlled. The DMV, the post office, social security office. Just think about this for a second. Is this what we really want? Because I can tell you, I hate going into the DMV, And every single person at the DMV hates me and I hate them. And it's just a horrible experience usually when I go in. I do my best to try to, you know, cushy up to them so that way they'll be nicer to me. But it's a horrible experience for most of us. Take a number, sit down, treated like shit. That's government ran. Social Security Department's even worse. And I don't mean to say that if you work for any of these organizations that you're a bad person or anything, but it's a, it's a system to where it sets everybody in. It's a system to where everybody that's set up is, everybody that's involved, I should say, is set up to be frustrated. The people that are working at these places are frustrated. The people that go into them are frustrated. They're understaffed, underappreciated, and their systems are old and out of date. I had Joanna Wyckoff come on in during the annual enrollment period. The only interview we did, and she talked about why Social Security is so inept, and it's not because the people that work for them are inept, it's because their systems are uh, ridiculous, the system is just unorganized, and makes it hard for them. So I'm not trying to attack anybody that works for any of these places. Don't misconstrue my point here. But I think we could all agree that anything that's government-ran, for the most part, is pretty much a mess. I could go into stories about clients of mine that have had their mail sent to other states by the post office and it takes them over a year to get it fixed, despite fighting and fighting and fighting. I could tell you stories about clients of mine that have been had their lives destroyed by mistakes made by the Social Security Administration. I could tell you, I could go into so many different stories, and I'm sure you've heard some as well. I'm not going to beat a dead horse with this, but that's basically what our single payer system would be. Our doctors would become, instead of privately owned facilities. Now, do I think the system's perfect as the way it is now? Absolutely not. But this is not the answer. Okay. But let me get back to my point. I got off topic there for a second. If you go and look at countries like Canada, Europe, anything like that, the system is set up to where people have to be put on a waiting list, and sometimes they die before they're able to be seen. And Sometimes these waiting lists can be months and months and months before they can get something done because the demand is so large. In fact, in most of these countries, they do have private hospitals still that people can go to if they so choose to. And a lot of people do do it, but in Canada, I guess that's not an option because they come here and pay out of pocket to get things done. Because their healthcare system is so crappy. Is ours perfect? No. Is ours better than theirs? Yeah! Wake up! This is all information you can find with a Google search. Sweden, 60% tax rate. People die waiting on lists. Canada, 60,000 average citizens a year come to the United States of America and pay out of pocket to get things done They pay out of pocket instead of using their own free system. If that doesn't tell you something, what will? What will? I'm going to take a break, folks, and tell you exactly what this article says. After we hear from our sponsor, don't go anywhere. I will be back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking with me into that break. And if this topic offends anybody, I apologize. And I hope you keep an open mind and an open heart with this. Because offending you is not my inter- impression with this. It's not my intention. But I am a believer in facts, truth. And 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 we do. We do. We do want truth, don't we? Or do we want truth to us? I mean, facts are facts. The facts are tax rates are through the roof in these countries. The facts are the citizens don't even like the healthcare system in these countries. The facts are the healthcare quality is so poor because it's operated like a DMV, Social Security Administration. The facts are the governments are not in a position to handle these things point blank because there's just too many people and the government is inept. I wouldn't want my health care. I'd rather pay premiums every day of the week. I'd rather pay premiums every single day. And that has nothing to do with it. I'm in the insurance industry. I could be you know, doing something else. And I would always rather pay premiums. Okay, now, and I haven't even talk, touched on the financials of it. I mean, there's been multiple statistics that show it would collapse our economy, all that stuff. I'm not even going to get into that. I'm just talking about what it would do for you. Let's say for some reason, in a, some mystical universe, it wouldn't destroy us financially, which it would. Let's say for some reason, that would say for some reason, all those projections are wrong. The quality of care would be a downgrade from what you have now, and you pay more for it than you are now. That's the facts. So let's get into what you came here to hear. And that's this, the article by Forbes. Okay. So it's called entitled Medicare for all could die in 2020 as private insurers add seniors. Okay. Health insurers are expected to make it more difficult on presidential candidates, pushing single payer versions of Medicare for all. Of course there after they added hundreds of thousands of seniors to their private Medicare Advantage plans earlier this year. We did an episode last week about why the industry is pushing you towards Medicare Advantage. This, There you go. Um, new benefits for seniors under Medicare Advantage began Wednesday, the first day of 2020 New Year, in what has already been a record year for the number of health plans participating in a program that offers seniors the same benefits as traditional Medicare, plus extras like preventative care and outpatient health care services. This new Medicare Advantage enrollment comes as most Democrats running for their party's nomination for the presidency back off a single payer version of Medicare for all that would uproot the private insurance industry. In Iowa, for example, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont continues to push single payer Medicare, but former Vice President Joe Biden has launched ads in recent weeks in touting an effort to build on existing coverage. Under the Affordable Care Act. So basically, what Biden wants to do, and if you like Biden, hate Biden, I don't care. I'm just telling you what this article says for my interpretation. I don't give a damn. Okay. Um, what Biden wants to do, however, is basically add things and tweak the Affordable Care Act, which is basically in, like not changing much. Right. I mean, they're not repealing the Affordable Care Act, which is Obamacare, if you don't know. Um, it continues, which offers subsidies to, for private coverage and has expanded Medicaid, mostly through private insurers. Meanwhile, Senator Elizabeth Warren, once considered a single payer purist, has backed off moving all Americans to a government run health care system in favor of first bolstering the Affordable Care Act and introducing a public option. So that's a huge shift from where she was at before, I can tell you that. The lack of momentum for a single payer version of Medicare for all among Democrats vying to challenge President Donald Trump should Republicans renominate him isn't lost on health plans signing up medic seniors to Medicare advantage plans. You deal with facts as they are today, Cente CEO Michael Nuroff said last month in an interview at 2019 Forbes Healthcare Summit in New York. Things like Medicare for All, I view as a soundbite. Even some of the candidates are backing off of it. Okay. Sente is poised to gain a stronger foothold in the Medicare Advantage business once its acquisition of WellCare health plans is approved this year. If you didn't know that was going on, now you do. Sente's rivals in the healthcare insurance business include Anthem, Aetna, Slash CVS, Cigna, Humana, and United Health Group. All of these big health insurers, as well as small plans and startups, are expected to see big gains in Medicare Advantage enrollment this year. So, the, the article finishes up by saying, and any ad- additional enrollment for 2020 will be difficult to uproot as candidates are finding out on the presidential campaign trial. So basically, I said it before, I mean, it's never going to happen, at least not anytime soon. And it shouldn't happen. Our system can be fixed in different ways. There's things that can be improved, but that's not the answer. That's taking a step backwards, in my opinion, folks. I have some final thoughts I'd like to share about this. And if you'd like to read this article, um, we have... Two Facebook pages. We have my personal fan page, Christian Brindle's fan page and Christian Brindle Insurance Services. Um, a lot of people find my personal Facebook page and think it's my fan page and send me a friend request. It's not that, although, you know, I'm getting close to my Facebook friends limit of 5,000. It doesn't let you have any more than 5,000. So um, if by the time you hear this, let's say you hear this six months from now and my friends list is full and I, you can't friend me, You can see my posts on Facebook by liking the fan page. I share all kinds of information there, and I posted a link to this article on that page, Christian Brindle. It's a page you can like. Um, Yeah. So I have some final thoughts I'd like to share on this, folks. Um, Don't go anywhere. Stay with me. I need to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking with me all the way to the end here. Essentially, folks, I'm not – if you um, are, you know, a Medicare for All single-payer supporter, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you or anything like that. But I just wanted to present the facts to you in a way, but at the same time, give you kind of an update on where things are at. I mean, it was a big concern about a year ago that they thought they might actually try to push for this. I mean, if you looked at the stock market, all of the stocks for the big health insurance companies were starting to dip because of fear. Um, it's, It's starting to look less and less like it's even close to being a possibility. And thank goodness. I mean, it would be a catastrophe. I haven't backed off my stance on that. That's what I believe. This is not a political show. I know you get it from everywhere all the time on social media, TV, radio, whatever. This is not a political show. But... Like I said, anytime politics and our topic of interest on this show, which is Medicare, coincide, I'm kind of forced to address it. Because if I didn't, this wouldn't be the Everything Medicare podcast. This would be the Everything Medicare podcast except for a few things podcast. Okay. But it's looking looking less and less like a possibility. If you'd like to go read the Forbes article for yourself, like I said, I posted a link to it on my fan page, Christian Bruno fan page, um, go find it there. And thank you so much for listening, folks. If you're listening to us on a platform that allows you to do so, please do me a favor, drop us a five-star review. It helps us reach more people just like you on whatever platform you might be listening to us on. If the platform allows it, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe for future content from future videos. Um, and don't forget we are actually in the Medicare open enrollment period right now, OEP. And what OEP stands for is it's the second Medicare enrollment period each year. It goes from January 1st to March 31st. You can change your Medicare Advantage plan once to either original Medicare with a supplement, or you can go to another Medicare Advantage plan. Basically, if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, you can change your plan once during this three-month period. A lot of people don't know about it. The insurance companies are not allowed to advertise about it. Thank goodness But if you'd like to have us revisit your plan, if you signed up for something during the enrollment period and you're just not sure if it's the best thing for you, give my office a call at 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. We are licensed and ready to help people in the states of Utah, Oregon, Idaho, Colorado, South Carolina, Texas, and Florida. Again, that's Utah, Idaho, Oregon, Colorado, South Carolina, Texas, and Florida. Those are our seven states. So give us a call. I'd be more than happy to talk with you. And until next time, folks, thank you so much for supporting us. And we'll be back with another episode on Saturday. Have a great rest of your week.